We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's February 28th. It is 2024. We have six NBA games to talk about here on today's podcast. Joined today by my buddy TJ. TJ, what's happening, my friend? Oh, not too much. Happy to be here, hanging out with you, talking about some NBA with the people. Um, life's good. Going undergoing some weird weather here right now. We're having like a two-day 80-degree swing. That's not an exaggeration, a literal 80-degree swing. It was minus 40 with uh, the wind chill here yesterday or today, and it's going to be about 40 degrees tomorrow. Um, and so weird, weird weather going on, but uh, I don't go outside really anyway, so it's not that it, like it matters. I wouldn't go outside in that weather either, so there you go. <laughs> I, that just For someone that lives in Florida, that just sounds miserable. Um like absolutely anything anything under like 50 i don't like um probably one of the reasons that i've always lived in florida because (laughs) (laughs) i can't do it uh but you know at least you get to watch sports right just hang out not mess around with the weather and just uh watch some watch some sports um and you i mean you'll you'll dabble in a a couple uh cartoons or something right yeah and i'm doing it i'm with my wife right now we're trying to um go through all the movies that are nominated for Oscars right now. So we're going, uh, going through a big binge of all these different movies, maybe not all of them, like some of the like non-English language short films we're not going to be watching, but just went through holdovers tonight. Going to go see, uh, I'm going to watch past lives tomorrow, Thursday. We got, uh, poor things on the docket. And then on Friday, it's not an Oscar one for this year, but will be for 2024 uh going to see dune three and dune two part two sorry in theaters there you go well enjoy that um <laughs> i have kids i i can't tell you that actually last time i actually sat down and watched like a movie <laughs> it's probably been over a month like i haven't watched a movie in a while i watch tv shows every once in a while and i'm re-watching some tv shows that i've already watched before but that's about it 
What's up, YouTube? Hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday night. Let's get into it. We got a, like I said, six-game slate. Half Over half the teams are on back-to-backs, which is always fun for a first-look podcast. And um, we got the 9 o'clock and the 10 o'clock game. So there you go. Dallas at Toronto, 241.5 total in this one. Dallas is a 2.5-point favorite. They are on a back-to-back in this one. And then on the Toronto side, Jakob Podol is questionable. Left the game the other night after just absolutely smashing in the first half. Let's go Dallas here first. We expect Exum to be doubtful here. I think everybody else kind of plays. I don't think there's a reason for these guys to sit. What are your thoughts here on the Mavs? Yeah, you know, obviously if we happen to get one of uh, Kyrie or Luca sitting on a back-to-back, obviously it makes the other one the top play on the slate. As it stands right now, um, there's enough injuries on the board. We might end up getting enough value where Luca becomes very much in play, and as long as you can afford him, he's the best option on the slate. 9,300 for PJ Washington, I think is totally reasonable and keeps him in uh, for Kyrie Irving. I think I said PJ Washington, but uh, Kyrie Irving, I meant to say, keeps him squarely in play. I don't really think I want to play anyone else. Luke had a bonkers game on Tuesday. I think he had like 45, 15 or 14 and like nine missed triple double by a rebound. And I don't know if you saw it, but like Max Strews hit like a half court, like, I called a heave, I guess. It wasn't even like a full-on shot to beat the Mavs in that like nail-biter there. So big game for Luka. He's always like the ceiling play on this Dallas team. He just has so much ceiling. And Gafford, has just his minutes have kind of gone away since Lively's come back. Cleaver's been playing good. Kyrie and Luka, I mean, even if we look at like Tuesday's game, these guys combined for 55 shot attempts, 55 shot attempts out of the 91 the team took in total. They're your two usage guys. Those are the two guys you want to target in this matchup. And that's really it for me, um, just in general. And then on the Toronto side, I think Jacopoto matters a lot. Like we might get the first like Kelly Olynyk kind of look here if Jacopoto ends up sitting. You know, we haven't seen the situation yet. Jakob Podol's been playing. I would assume that Kelly Olynyk would draw a good amount of minutes in this game. What are your thoughts here on the cat or Toronto? Yeah, I think I would probably have to play hundred percent Kelly Olynyk in that spot. Like, and if not hundred percent Kelly O, maybe you build a rule that in lineup HQ that you're playing one of Olynyk and Boucher in every lineup you play. Um, the Raptors don't really have many other big men, and this game has absolutely a chance to go small. But Olenek and Boucher are the type of bigs that would play in a game if that goes small, because who else are the Raptors going to put at the five? Jordan Awara, uh, Scotty Barnes. It's not they don't really have many other options. So um, I think you'd be considering playing one of those bigs in 100 percent of your lineup, and then as it stands, and I, I don't think it would get much better with Pirtle, but it would improve a little bit. Guys like Barnes, Quickly, and Barrett would all get a little bit better, but then the likes of Gary Trent and Bruce Brown, even Grady Dick would have, uh, and and honestly, even Ugbaji. Um, not that you really want to ever play Ugbaji, but all of these guys would have their minutes much more secure. Yeah, so Olenek checked in for 
Jakob when he got hurt in the third quarter the other night against the Pacers, and Olenek proceeded to play 13 of his 22 minutes in that second half. Um, so Jakob ended up – he played seven minutes before he got hurt in the third quarter. So I, I would assume that Kelly Olenek, 26 to 30 minutes here, I think if I had to guess – is what we'll see from Olenek, which also like potentially opens up some shots in that second unit for a guy like Grady Dick. You know, he's going to have a little bit more usage with that second unit if Olenek ends up starting. But I assume that Olenek starts just in general. Um, yeah, definitely. I, that would be my thoughts here. Abaji is someone I, I have some tournament interest in here. You know, you might hear him later on in the morning grind game. New Orleans at Indiana. This game has a 241 and a half total, and the Pacers are a five and a half point favorite. It's a back to back for New Orleans. They did not have CJ McCollum on Tuesday. He was out in that one. And then on the Pacers side, McDermott was is out, and Neesmith is questionable. Let's talk Pelicans first. What do we like here for New Orleans? So much of this really, to me, just depends on who sits and who plays because they've been, Zion's been sitting back-to-backs. Brandon Ingram has been dealing with an injury. We don't know if McCollum's going to be back yet. Um, this, and it's Indiana, the team that plays at, like, one of the fastest paces in basketball. So this could end up being the very best spot for value on the slate. Um, obviously, Alvarado is still, uh, Alvarado is still uh, out with his suspension. There's no Dyson Daniels. So they're really limited at the guard position. If Ingram doesn't play on the second half of the back-to-back or Zion, that's going to mean heavy minutes for Jordan Hawkins. Um, if, if Zion sits on the second half of the back-to-back, we might see Najee Marshall at 7,400 look like a really good value. Or sorry, 3,400 look like a really good value play. And Herb, Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, they'd obviously look way better too. And JV would look really good because Miles Turner on the other side is somebody he can kind of keep up with from a foot speed standpoint. Yeah, so Brandon Ingram in the first quarter went to the locker room with an ankle injury, came back and ended up playing 34 minutes. Ankle injuries are always tough. They're always more painful the next day. He could potentially sit, like you mentioned, Zion could potentially sit. I mean, we saw Trey Murphy have a really good game, shot the ball really well from three um, on – Tuesday night, I think Murphy very much in play if those guys sit. I think CJ McCollum comes back. Like if if BI if BI and Zion sit, I think McCollum tries to play in this one. And that might have been like the plan all along. Herb Jones, he he would get a certain like a good amount of run. I don't know if I trust like the Larry Nance role, but Murphy, Murphy, McCollum. And Jones would be in play for me. And Murphy would probably be my favorite if these guys end up sitting. If they all play, I don't have a ton of interest. You know, if McCollum's out, I think you can go back to Trey Murphy. Great spot. If we end up if, if we like we could realistically end up seeing a situation where we get McCollum, Ingram, and Zion all out. And if that's the case, like we're gonna be playing a lot of Matt Ryan and a lot of Najee Marshall, and it's not gonna feel good. Yep. I agree. It's not going to feel good, but I mean, the matchup's fantastic, right? Pacers yeah. play fast. They don't play a ton of defense. New Orleans kind of blew the Knicks out in the fourth quarter. They just absolutely put that game away. I think their differential was like 16 in the fourth quarter. 
Going to the Pacer side, I mean, I keep saying it, right? Like, if Neesmith keeps missing games, we just keep playing Matherin. He's just been absolutely crushing with Neesmith out. He had 34 actual points against Toronto the other night. Obviously, I have some interest in Halliburton, and I have some interest in Siakam and Turner, but Matherin continues to be the guy for me if Neesmith sits again. Yeah, I agree with you. He'd probably be the top option. I would have Halliburton maybe a little bit closer to him just because I do love uh, that ceiling he can have. And Matherin, I would worry a little bit, you know, if he isn't hot from the three-point line, if he's not shooting the ball really well, um, if he can get there now that that price tag is rising. Like, don't get me wrong. He's been rebounding the ball so well. He's been getting assists. Uh, He's been playing absolutely fantastic. But just as that price keeps going up, there is a floor now. There's definitely a floor now if he's not shooting the ball as well. He played the whole second half the other night. Uh, he didn't check yeah. out. He, he played the whole second half. I mean, like when you're seeing when you're seeing that type of minute floor for, for Matherin, it's hard just to ignore what we're seeing. I mean, when you're playing a whole second half, like and, and like still producing at such a high level, it's hard. It's hard not to have interest in him. Yeah, couldn't agree more on that one. Cleveland at Chicago. 219 total. Cleveland's a four-point favorite. Both teams on a back-to-back. Fantastic. We should note Caruso left the game in the fourth quarter. It was an ankle injury. He could potentially miss this game. Let's talk Cleveland first. What are your thoughts here on the Cavs? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I don't want to have any thoughts on the Cavs, if I'm being honest. I think Donovan Mitchell, Jared Allen, and uh, Evan Mobley are all cheap enough where they're very much in play but I don't want to play them. And I would love to just exit the Cavs entirely. The thing is like we keep, we're, we're talking about it more and more now, but like Mobley and Allen both playing kind of hurts each other. You know, we saw yeah. it. They both had solid games on Tuesday. They didn't have ceiling games. Um, Mobley had a good game. I think he had like nine, seven and 12. He was like on that triple double watch, but not enough for 7,200. I hate the potential pace of this game. This game's going to be slow. Not a ton of interest for me in the Cleveland side. And then on the Chicago side, like if Caruso ends up sitting this game, I think it just kind of bumps up AU. I like playing this guy anyway. He's like one of my favorite plays on nightly basis. 
I think he just shot the ball absolutely terrible in that game against Detroit. Detroit ended up beating Chicago for what it's worth. Um, but if if Caruso's out, AU is just going to keep shooting, and the minutes are fantastic. We saw Drummond play 28 minutes off the bench and have a big game against Detroit. Doesn't shock me too much there. Figuring it was Detroit. Carter could get a bump in minutes or Terry if Caruso sits. But the great thing about Chicago is like DeRozan, Vooch, White, AU, they probably all play 35 to 40 minutes plus in this game. Yeah, and uh, Drummond also played 28 minutes as last game against Cleveland. And so I think we can kind of project 25-plus for Drummond again at this spot. And at uh, 5,200, that's going to look really good for him. So Drummond is a guy I think is very much in play and a very strong tournament play today. Um, last time he played Cleveland, 28 fantasy, 28 minutes and 32.75 fantasy points. So we'll definitely take that for his price. Io is my favorite guy, um, especially if Caruso's out. He's even better. Not going to play anybody else. I'm not going to play Vucevic, DeRozan, or Kobe White. Yeah, I mean, Cleveland does use a lot of size, and that's probably – and, like, Drummond getting those minutes that game, like, Vooch played 39 minutes against Cleveland. So Cleveland and Minnesota are the two teams that they'll, like, just run full minutes, double Vucevic and Drummond. Yeah, I think the Detroit thing was more of facing Detroit than anything yeah. else. All right. We got Memphis at Minnesota. 213 and a half total here. Minnesota, 11 and a half point favorite. Minnesota's on a back-to-back. Carl Anthony Towns was out randomly. Uh, it was a personal matter. So we'll see um, if he comes back. Edwards left the second half. He had to like, get help to the locker room with an ankle injury and ended up coming back and hitting his point prop. So I appreciate him for doing that. Memphis side, Bain, Clark, Kennard, Ja, Pittman, Smart, out, Contra, doubtful. Uh, Memphis just continues to be so shorthanded. They're an awful basketball team right now. Uh, they're they're struggling big time. Any interest here in Memphis who just got beat by Brooklyn by, what was it, 25 or something? It was a lot. It wasn't close. I'm going to be one Cade Cunningham assist or rebound away from my uh, 25x prize picks card hitting. So that, that was Ouch. annoying. Um, but uh, Memphis, I'm just going to X, X out, scratch out. I don't need to play Memphis on a gate on a slate where we have such high totals. Um, I'm good on Memphis. You know, maybe if I decided to run 150 lineups, then I'd include a maximum one Grizzly player and then just include Jaron Jackson Jr., um, Vince Williams and GG Jackson in the pool, just in case, <laughs> but like, I don't need to get to any of these guys. And then on the Minnesota side of things, if Towns is out again, um, I think Gobert and Reed are somewhat interesting. Edwards is cheap enough where there's a ceiling, but like the total in this game is just so low. Um, no Kyle Anderson. Maybe that opens things up for like more wings, like, Alexander Walker, McDaniels, maybe even Monte Morris, but I just really don't think you're going to need anything from this game. Yeah, maybe you get something from it that works. I don't think you're going to need anything. All right, so I'm going to go back to Memphis. You got ahead of yourself there. Um, I actually have some like slight interest in Lamar Stevens. You know, Kennard is someone that's playing like 24 minutes a night. I think Lamar Stevens gets 25 minutes in this game, if not more. 
He's a guy that can add stocks. He rebounds and he scores. So he's really cheap. If it's a blowout, he'll play. So, I mean, I'm not too concerned about that. I'm just looking for a cheap piece here. And I think it's going to be Stevens with Contra and Canard out or Contra doubtful and Canard and Canard out. So I like Stevens. And on the Minnesota side, it all depends on towns. Gobert was questionable going into Tuesday's game with an ankle. Edwards banged up his ankle. Like, what are we looking I mean, this is a perfect opportunity for Minnesota to kind of sit these guys sit and, pro- yeah. and probably still win the game. Um, but I do appreciate San Antonio getting back in that game. I bet, I bet San Antonio plus 17 and a half live when Edwards got limp, when he limped to the locker room and he came back and I was like, Oh no, I might've donated money there. So that ended up working out, but overall, for me on the Minnesota side, it's all going to come down to who's in, who's out here. Because, I mean, Morris, Reed, Alexander Walker, Gobert, depending on who's in, who's out, all could potentially be interesting here. But this is like a perfect opportunity for this team to kind of rest some people. And like Conley is another guy that you could easily see sitting in this he one. Could, yeah, I was going to say he could sit too. Wild. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a wild spot. Like Anderson started, and I think he only played like 15 minutes. Um, God, I love basketball, right? Got to love basketball. Sacramento. This, I was, this might be a slate where we play what, going into this game, leading into this next game. Um, this might be a, a slate where we play Jokic or one of Jokic or Doncic, maybe even two in every single lineup because you just have the value to do it. Yeah, I mean, FanDuel, FanDuel for sure, right? Like, FanDuel is a, a site that you like to do the stacks of the top end, guys. I think this could be one of those spots. Sacramento at Denver, 231. Denver, a seven and a half point favorite. Fox is questionable. Denver is good to go. No back to backs here. Uh, any interest in the Kings? Big pace down spot for them. Um, with De'Aaron Fox listed as questionable. That's really what a lot of this comes down to. Like, if he's out, I don't know. I, I don't think I'd have actually much more interest in Sabonis. His rates don't go up that much, and that would probably decrease the likelihood of them keeping it close. But it would uh, make me like somebody like Malik Monk a lot more. Um, maybe maybe Chris Duarte enters the fold more than he has been playing. Um, and then Davion Mitchell might end up pop into the starting lineup at, a, at 3K flat. So I do think... If Fox is out, I'll have a lot more interest in them. If Fox is in, it would be just because it's a small slate and we're going to have a lot of value. I'll play some Sabonis. I'll play some Fox, but basically just four runbacks in my Jokic lineups. Yeah, I mean, Sabonis and, and Fox. If Fox sits, I, I mean, Monk and Murray are fantastic plays here. I don't even mind getting some exposure to like Kevin Herter. A lot of shots going to be going around in this spot. And honestly, like depending on the value that we get with some of these back-to-backs, if Fox ends up sitting here, like we might take some tournament shots on Duarte. Don't feel good about it. Denver side of this one. I mean, Jokic and Murray, I feel like Murray is someone that might go overlooked on the slate just because like Jokic is such a good play. But I think that Murray is actually really nice price tag wise. Yeah. That price has gone down quite a bit for him anytime he's below 8k i want to play him as much as possible so i like the jamal murray call quite a bit and then like we've talked about a lot we're gonna have a value Jokic's last three games 72 78 and 90 dk points 
Um, we're going to want to play as much of him as we possibly can. And he, you don't get much better of spots than a center against, uh, than Sa against Sacramento. Uh, so I love Jokic really like Murray. And then I think MPJ and Aaron Gordon are both also fine. Yeah. I mean, we, we like to attack three point shooters against this team and at, it's like, it's tough to figure out who we want to attack here. I, I, Think it's a good, it's a really good spot for Michael Porter Jr. It just kind of depends on if he's shooting the ball well or not. And then, I mean, I don't mind Jamal Murray. The last time these teams played, it was a huge blowout, and Murray had a ton of turnovers in that game, so it could be a bounce back spot for him. All right, Battle of LA Clippers, Lakers, 236 and a half total. Clippers, a three point favorite. LeBron, questionable. Vanderbilt, Vince, and Vincent, and Wood out. Paul George ruled out for this game for the Clippers. Let's go Lakers here first. I think Anthony Davis with Luka and Jokic on the slate just kind of potentially goes a little overlooked here. And I think he's a really excellent tournament option. Yeah, I agree. I think he's a really, really great tournament option, um, especially with Sabonis there too. Obviously, if LeBron is out, he's probably the best tournament. He's probably the best play on the slate. Um, or second best, you know, if we happen to get Kyrie out and then he'd be Luca than him. But, um, Anthony Davis at 9,800, it's so great. I wish he had power forward eligibility on DraftKings. Like, if he had that power forward eligibility, he'd be a lot easier to play. He could go big time stars and scrubs builds. Um, but it, it's going to make him tougher to get to at center just because there's so many great center options. But I do love playing him. He's got a second highest ceiling. At the position, third highest on the slate, probably behind Doncic and and Jokic. Um, I want to get to as much of them as possible, and then if LeBron out is out, he becomes priority one. If LeBron's in at ninety one hundred, that's a great price tag. Um, yeah, the Clippers are pretty good defensively. He's going to have Kawhi on him a lot, but George being out is going to make that defense quite a bit worse. And we've seen in games that LeBron plays, he can if if the games are close, he still put plays high thirty minutes, and he's posted really high ceiling games. And so, um, a ninety one hundred dollar LeBron, I think, is fantastic. If he plays. I don't think I have much interest in too many other guys there. Um, if if LeBron is in, um, D'Angelo Russell is absolutely in play, um, but he's not like a top play for me. Um, but that would basically be it. And then if uh, LeBron's out, then you pump up Austin Reeves into that spot and you play Hachimura too. We should mention that Reddish is probable for this game. He's been out since January. He's expected to play here. I don't know. I don't expect him to play more than like 15 minutes, but it's something to watch as far as like rotation. Does he, I assume it'd be like Torian Prince that loses run here, but we'll see how it kind of plays out. Uh, Clippers side, I mean, I think it's a slate where you just fire up Kawhi and, and Harden with no Paul George here. You know, you could potentially take some shots on Zubac, Westbrook, and Pal as well. But, I mean, no Paul George definitely makes me want to get Leonard and Harden in lineups here. Little Westbrook revenge if you're playing a lot of lineups. I think it's fine, but it's definitely Harden and Leonard as the two top priorities. Zubac is one of my favorite tournament plays on the slate. Anytime the other team has a seven-footer, I love playing Zubots, and that's obviously the case with Anthony Davis. They don't have anybody else who's going to be able to cover him, and so um, I'm, I want to play quite a bit of Zubots. As long as he stays out of foul trouble, he should put up a big game. 
And then Norman Powell stepped into the starting lineup last game and played 37 minutes. And so I think he is without like knowing who's in and who else is out at this point, he's probably like among the very best value plays that we have at this point. Yeah. And with Powell, you know, moving into that starting lineup, it's definitely going to open up some usage for Westbrook, but I think Norman Powell is a very chalky value play on the slate. I just want to, yeah, I think he's going to be very, very chalky here. I like Kawhi, I like Harden, and I like Powell. Uh, That's how I'm kind of attacking the Clippers. We got through that one fast. I feel like we went through those games quick, but I feel like it's a, I don't want to, I don't even want to like put this out in the universe, but I feel like it's a pretty straightforward slate. So um, that means we're going to get like 10 people ruled out tomorrow after I get done doing premium content. That's how it works. Uh, let's play the morning grind game and then uh, we'll get out of here. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you got? Norman Powell. Yep. Um, <laughs> I don't disagree with you at all. I figured you were going to bring him up and I still didn't write down a second option. Um, shame on me for doing that. I gosh man I, I like I think I'm going to go Linux just because I think Yakupoto ends up sitting over 8k to go under 5x who's your bust Donovan Mitchell oh, okay all right I don't necessarily hate that one I think this is a tough question today. I think a lot of these guys potentially get there. I'm going to go Scotty Barnes. I like Scotty. Yeah, I like Scotty Barnes a lot. He's one of my favorite plays when it comes to DFS just in general. I just don't know how much Scotty Barnes I get. I I really like some of these plays around Barnes today. Halliburton, Kyrie, um, Leonard, Harden. So it's just going to be tough for me to get to him today. Favorite 6X play. Who do you got? I'm going to go uh, Avica Zubats. Okay. You're throwing like curveballs at me. Like, um, I'm not expecting these curveballs, but. It's almost I baseball mean, season, Stevie. I got to get ready. I went to a baseball game tonight. We took the kids and watched um, the Gators were in town playing our local college. So they ended up beating the Gators. So the Stetson Hatters beat the Gators. And the Gators are like four, fourth in the country. So it was. Really interesting. They had a really bad uh, first inning. The pitcher who started for the Gators tonight pitched really bad. All that to say, my favorite, my favorite six six play today. I was sitting here and I'm like trying really hard not to go to him, but gosh, I just I really love this spot for RJ Barrett today, especially if like Jakob Podol's out. Barrett's been rebounding really well with Toronto, and I think that if Total ends up sitting in this game. It's just going to be a bump for Barrett in rebounding. And we already know he's a guy that can put up 20 actual points. He can get five to 10 assists. Like if he can add five to 10 rebounds here, I think that this is a really good spot for him to go like 45 plus. So really like RJ Barrett kind of correlating my answers there a little bit. Let's get weird. GPP play of the day. Who do you got? I got Andre Drummond. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. The more that we had, like talked through that situation, the more I like Drummond here. I'm going to go to Lamar Stevens from Memphis as my Let's Get Weird GPP play today. Contra's doubtful. Kennard is out. The rest of the laundry list is out. Stevens has been playing really well. He's taken high opportunity shots. And when you're dunking and laying the ball up a lot, you're, you're going to keep scoring points. So 
Uh, Lamar Stevens is my let's get weird GPP play today. Uh, any bets or pick them plays that you like on this one? I am at this one's always a tough one for me. I'm very admittedly a next, like a day of better. I like to look at the rotor grinders projections and compare them to the different lines, compare them on the DFS pick them sites. Um, and without them being up the night before, I, I do have trouble with it. But the one that does stand out, um, just taking a peek at things, you brought up how the Kings are a team you want to target against three point shooters um, with three point shooters. And, uh, Denver's got a whole lot of those and there's no one in the league right now. Very few people in the history of basketball who can hit shooters when they're open as well as Nikola Jokic. And so Nikola Jokic over nine and a half assists would be my favorite uh, night before one. Yeah. Just you know, parlay that straight into a triple double for Jokic. So there you go. Uh, I like this one a lot. Uh, we talked about it just a few minutes ago as far as the spot for Norman Powell. I, I got his over 18 and a half points in this one. He's hit this in three straight games. Paul George is out. Powell's been playing 30 plus minutes. He's taken at least 13 shots in three straight games. He shoots a lot of threes. The Lakers defense has not been great. Norman Powell over 18 and a half points is my morning grind bet. None of the lines jumping out to me. Any lines jumping out to you here? Uh, no, nothing, nothing crazy to me the night before. It's too tough with all these players listed as questionable or, or, not, or unlisted because it's a back to back. Way too many. Um, <laughs> I'm with you 100%. That's gonna wrap it up here for Wednesday. We're back tomorrow talking hoops. Hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday, and uh, we'll see you again tomorrow.